You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and uh, when things get a little bit stressful, cards for me is one of those things that helps lighten the mood. And so today I wanted to just take a few minutes and talk about kind of a lighthearted subject. Uh, It's a little bit of a twist on collecting or maybe a focus on collecting that's a little more unique and just makes me chuckle a little bit. And so today I'm going to dig into the comics on the back of some vintage cards and some of the humor that they bring me as I discovered these a couple years ago. And so that is one of the things that we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes. Starstock is a new trading card marketplace which is preparing to go live in April. Their goal is to be a faster and cheaper solution to sell cards and they're looking for sellers who want to be some of the first to have their cards available for sale at launch. I'm going to be testing the platform with my own submission. They're offering a 5% sales commission with no other submission or processing fees. You send in your cards and they do all the work. Cards are insured and stored in a vault and you can have your cards shipped to you at any time. You'll be able to buy, store, or flip cards at the push of a button. If you're interested in learning more about getting involved as a seller and getting your cards onto the site for launch, contact Mike Kuchera via email at mike at starstock.com. They're looking for sellers who have rookie and prospect cards of current players for the major sports. For more details, contact Mike Kuchera at mike at starstock.com or go to www.starstock.com. When most collectors discuss what makes sports cards collectible, the featured player is the most common topic of conversation. Occasionally, the artwork or a unique photo, the manufacturer's location, or simply even the age of the set are the characteristics that make a card desirable. However, many hobbyists overlook the back of the cards. There's a few like sports card backs who really focuses in on those, but many people don't even give the backs of a cards a second thought. Well, Topps created single panel cartoons on several sets throughout their history, and some of those cartoons are pretty darn entertaining. One of my friends pointed out a thread by the fine folks at net54baseball.com that discussed the topic, and I thought it seemed like a great idea. And so I asked the Wax Pack Hero community for their input, and and people shared several of their favorites, which were some of the ones that were also found in the Net54 thread. I picked out several of them that stood out to me, and I grouped them by theme. I realized that I'm talking about kind of a visual item here on a audio podcast, but I'll go ahead and give you the set and the card number so that you can look them up yourself. ComC.com is one of the places that I'd recommend taking a look because you can see the front and the back of the card and zoom in and get a nice close look of, of the backs of some of these. So check out the cards that I'm about to tell you about on ComC. The first idea is, I'm going to call it, now that's just funny, and that's the 1963 Tops Jim O'Toole card number 70. The cartoon on Jim's card reminds me of some of those hidden, maybe adult-themed drawings on some of the Disney movie covers throughout the 90s. Apparently, when you take a look at this cartoon, you can see that Jim's life at home was pretty exciting. The next bundle of cards I'm going to title, He Almost Died. That's hilarious! 
there's a couple cartoons that seem to make light of some pretty serious situations. You know, like in 1962, that or the 1962 Topps Don Zimmer card number 478 points out that he was hit in the head by a pitch during a minor league game in 1953. But what it doesn't tell us is that this incident was a significant factor in Major League Baseball eventually adopting batting helmets for all players. The 1970s set took an even more irreverent view of some injured players. We learned that a head injury sidelined Paul Shaw for almost a full season. Apparently, fractured skulls are hilarious. Steve Hunts was shown chasing a season that got away, and poor Billy Harris couldn't catch a break, or maybe he caught too many based on the cartoon on the back of his card. We also got to learn a little bit about some of these players' life outside sports. You know, the interesting fact found on many of these cards told us the player's hobby. Others pointed out that the work they did in the offseason was different since some of the baseball salaries weren't all that great at the time. But according to his 1970 Topps card, Pedro Bourbon, or Bourbon, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, I'm sure somebody out there will correct me, had an interesting hobby that definitely wouldn't fly in today's world. PETA would be all over this. He was into cockfighting. According to fellow blogger Bob Andrews, the cartoon on the back of the 1959 Topps Don Rudolph number 179 only told part of the story. Yes, Don's wife was a professional dancer in Baltimore, but what the card didn't tell us is that his wife was Patty Wagon, a well-known performer of the adult variety. Next up, there were some second careers and some more hobbies that stood out to me. The 1973 Joe Morgan number 230 informed us that Morgan loves to play pool, and it turns out that Gary Wagner was a school teacher in the offseason, according to his 1970 Topps card. And move over Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson, because Steve Hamilton's 1970 Topps card number 349 tells us that before playing for the Yankees, Steve played for the Minneapolis Lakers. The next group I'm going to talk about, I just will call wow. Times were different then. If the 1979 Topps football Jim Langer, number 425, and the 1973 Topps Louis Tiant cards taught us anything, it's that the glorification of bad habits was also no big deal. Kids everywhere learned that Jim loved to drink beer and Louis loved to smoke cigars. Smoking and drinking for everyone. For some reason, getting shot in the head with an arrow seemed to be a popular comic theme as well. A teammate of Joe Nosick looks more perturbed than dead after getting shot with one of Joe's arrows. And in 1963, using an apple on the head of a terrified child was apparently the best way to depict Earl Wilson's dedication to improving his control on card number 76. Children everywhere, I'm sure, were just rolling with laughter. Not every card attempted to be humorous, though. Some covered more serious topics. Dave Hoskins' card in 1954 reminds us that even though Jackie Robinson broke the MLB color barrier in 1947, significant opposition to integrated baseball remained in 1952 at all levels. The cartoon highlights the fact that he received two death threats when preparing to pitch for the Dallas Eagles in a road game against Shreveport. Hoskins was the first black player in the Texas League. And finally, some cards just shared some pretty cool baseball history. The 1970 Topps Chris Zachary card taught us that he faced a trio of big hitters in his Major League debut. Can you imagine facing Willie Mays, McCovey, and Cepeda as your first three opponents? I really enjoyed both going through my own vintage collection and reading some of the other suggestions on Net54 and on Twitter. These comics are just one of the many aspects of sports card history that help solidify their place in the story of America's pastime. 
So I'd encourage you to dig out some of your own vintage cards to look and see if you've got any of cartoons of note. And for that matter, I should probably take a look at the 2019 Heritage release to see if Topps included any funny cartoons on the back of those since they're reliving 1970. These are pretty cheap and affordable cards, but I don't know. To me, it makes one of the more unique aspects of a, a special collection or a special focus is you could you could build a whole mini collection just on some of these interesting card backs. So take a look at what you've got and let me know what some of your favorites are. You can reach out on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. You can send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you think about these cards if you'd ever even taken a look at them before. If you've got another special focus of your collection, that'd be a great thing to call into the Hobby Hotline about on Saturday mornings. It's a special show that I, as well as some of the other podcast co-hosts, all do on Saturday mornings. You can follow on Twitter at Hobby Hotline, and you can find out when and where to view it. Pretty much anywhere on Twitter, on Facebook, um, directly on YouTube, Um, but I'd love for you to check it out. We're having a lot of fun putting it together for you. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about some of the cartoons on the backs of Topps cards of of the past. I hope things are going well for you. I hope you're staying safe out there, and I will catch you next time.